Welcome to the Faith Assembly Podcast. We're so glad that you joined us today. It is our desire at Faith to help you connect, grow, and go in your walk with God. We hope you're encouraged by this message from Pastor Steve. We are officially uh, in the countdown to Christmas, right? And uh, we're, we're not simply in the holiday season, as some people put it. And I'm not sure if you're aware of it or not, or if you even would identify it as such. But let's be honest, we've also entered a season of preparation. We've entered a season of preparation because let's be honest, most of the activities in which you will be engaged over the next several weeks are going to be in anticipation of and in preparation for December 25, right? Um, You know, maybe many of you have decorated your houses. The stockings are hung by the chimney with care. We've purchased our gifts, or we've at least begun purchasing our gifts. Strategies have been implemented for visiting families. How are we going to get everywhere that we need to be, right? Right? Common, common struggles for us this time of year. So, so how are you doing in your preparation is my question for you. Are you doing good? You doing good? You, you, are you off to a good start? And have, have you started at all? That's my, that, maybe that's a better question. Have you started at all or are you a procrastinator? Somebody just moaned. I, I heard it. It was... Just stepped on somebody's toes right then, is it? <laughs> one, one thing that is highlighted for us in seasons like this is that preparation is essential. Preparation is essential. And we get this in, we get this in so many facets, so many dynamics of our lives. We understand that, that we've got to prepare if, if we're seeking a career, we should choose a course of education that will prepare us for our experiences in that field. If we're, if we're participating in something of an athletic nature, we choose a form of exercise that's going to prepare us for the test that lies ahead of us. If we need endurance, we train for endurance. If we need strength, then we do strength training, right? We, we do these things in preparation. If, if we're going to cook a dish, somebody say hallelujah, If we're going to cook a dish, we don't just simply show up and just drag something out and throw it in. You know, we we collect all the ingredients, we assemble them in the right ratios and proportions, and then we follow the instructions to, to cook it off, whatever that is, you know, however we go about it, whatever method we utilize. And if we're if we're gonna uh do many things in this life, we've got to prepare for it. And there are few things in this life that we do that doesn't require some degree of preparation. I prepared for this message today. You're welcome. Because <laughs> you don't want me here just to ramble, because that can go some weird places. But anyway, the worship team prepared for the set today. Our kids' ministry has been preparing for weeks now for the presentation that they're about to give you next week. Our media techs have prepared for this moment. My goodness, in the last several weeks with our campus launch coming up, I can't even tell you the hours of prep that our media team has been putting in. 
They've been prepping for some amazing things. The cleaning crew prepared this facility for you today. Early this morning, our first impressions team and our cafe workers were here, and they were prepping for this moment. They were getting ready. And you know what? When we get done with today... We're going to go home this evening and we're going to prepare again. We're going to begin preparing this evening to go to work tomorrow. Right? How many, how many of you work on Monday morning is the preparation of mental gymnastics? Right? I mean, you got to get yourself right to be ready to go in on Monday morning, right? You know what? You know what's a funny thing? And I'm, I'm just belaboring this point here for a minute just to show you the, the importance and the necessity of preparation. We even prepare to go to bed. Right? I mean, something that's seemingly so inconsequential in our lives, we prepare to go to bed. How many of you, what are you doing? I'm getting ready to go to bed, right? So we, we prepare for so many things, and, you know, it, it seems like the greater the significance in life, the greater the amount of preparation that's required for us to be ready. And, you know, some people just don't care for preparation. I mentioned that to you today because some people just don't care for preparation. But I, I stress, again, I stress the importance of it because there are a lot of people, they, just, they don't want to prepare anything. They just want to jump in with both feet, Right? I, I am the king. I am the king of using the instructions manual as a resource for after I've messed up. Right? I mean, it's, it's there's a source book in case I don't know what I'm doing somewhere along the way. But what I want to do is rip the box open and let's get this thing started, right? You know, the, if, if you're one of those people that you open the package all nice and neat and you spend minutes and maybe a half hour or so sifting through looking for the instructions and then you sit there and read for 30, 45 minutes, an hour so that you know what to do before you get started, God bless you. <laughs> Amen? We're not from the same place. You're not like me. I, I want to jump in with both feet, you know? And <laughs> here's the thing. People that do that oftentimes just simply make a mess. Let's be honest. I, I've been around people in my life that it took them so long to get ready to do something that I thought I was going to have a panic attack before they ever got started. And honestly, though, I'm somewhere in the middle. I'm somewhere in the middle. I, I know that some preparation is needed for certain things, but on the other hand, I'm also ready to get to it at the same time and let's get things started. You know, but it's been said, and I'm sure that you've heard this before, that failing to prepare is preparing to fail. And there's a sad reality that I observe in my life, and that is that there are people who will prepare for gr a great many things in this life, and they're successful at a number of things in life, but life in general, not so much. They may be excellent accountants, but not really good at living life. They may be excellent at so many other things that their, at their occupation or, or, or specific talents or skills or things like that, but they, they don't really do life good. They're broken, they're messed up. Because while they may have prepared for so many other things, they're ill-prepared to live their lives. 
And I want to I help with that today and just bring a little light and a little clarity to that as we're moving through and into the Christmas season because here's the thing. Christmas time, it's one of those times when the pressures of life begin to bear in on us, right? There's all the extra things to do, all the, all the added financial burdens and all the different places that we need to be. So many more demands on us. And how many of you know that in life when we're squeezed, what's on the inside will come to the outside? And, and you know what? If we're ill-prepared for life and for living, then, then when the squeeze of life comes on, then that, that, that ill-preparation is manifest. And not only do we know it, but everybody else around us begins to realize it as well. And, and I want to help you with that today because, you know, there are people in this world, they're so, prepared, they're, they're so prepared to earn a living, but they don't know how to make a life. Their careers are flourishing and their homes are failing. Their portfolio is growing, but their personal life is falling apart. And I simply want to share with you today that you not only need to be prepared for a great many things in this life, but you also need to be prepared to live your life. And there are a lot of places that you and I can go by accident, but most of those places that we want to go that are worth going require some deal of intentionality. Most of the places I've ever ended up accidentally, I didn't want to be there, right? Like, you know, the wrong way on a one-way street. You know, uh, or, or getting off an off-ramp where there's no on-ramp back in the direction I was going. You know, those, those type of things. And, and you always find those things out just a little too late, don't you? Just, just a little too late. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure that if I were to take a poll here today, there are a lot of people that would testify that they never intended to be today in some of the places where they are or in places where they found themselves in the past how many of you have ever wound up in a spot that you just never really had intended to be there right I mean we're all familiar with that because most of the places that we end up by accident are usually less than desirable You, you never intended to have the financial struggles that you're dealing with but you can look back over a lifetime and see uh, decades of foolish decisions that have led you to the place that you are right now. You, you never intended to be caught up in the addictions that you're struggling with, but you didn't know or foresee that your good time was going to turn into a life of enslavement. You never intended to, to end up, you never intended that your marriage would be all jacked up like it is, but you lacked the intentionality to make it what you had envisioned it to be. You never intended that there would be so much built-up animosity in your life between you and the people in your life and around your life. You're just, you're just kind of there, and you don't really know how to proceed. And most places that people aspire to require preparation in order to arrive. You're not going to get to where you want to be on accident. And I want to share with you a story from the Christmas narrative, and I pray that it's going to underscore this principle in your mind, this principle of preparation, and it'll hopefully give light to the true source of really being prepared. Prepared not just for the season, but prepared for your life. Because here's the thing, there's so many of us that we hear the words of Jesus that says, I have come that you might have life and have it to the full. 
And for us, that seems so elusive. Like, how do we get there? How do we find it? How do we, and, and we just keep trying to line up all the things and make everything fit just right, and we can't just find the place to abide and live and enjoy the blessedness of being in Christ Jesus. So today, if you have your Bible with you, I want to invite you to turn with me to Luke chapter 2. And we're going to pick up this narrative in about verse 22. This is one of my favorite parts of the story surrounding the birth of Christ. But it seems so many times that this part in particular gets buried beneath the shepherds and the wise men and the angel choirs. And, you know, all of that stuff is important and we should, we should give attention to those things. But I want, to, I want to look this morning at a man whose name was Simeon. And I want to I share with you a couple of principles here this morning and hopefully encourage your heart. We begin reading in verse 22 of chapter 2 in Luke's gospel, and it says, When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him, being Jesus, to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as was written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord. And to offer sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons now there was a man in jerusalem called simeon who was a righteous who was righteous and devout he was waiting for the consolation of israel and the holy spirit was on him and it had been revealed to him by the holy spirit that he would not die before he had seen the lord's messiah moved by the spirit he went into the temple courts when the parents of jesus uh, when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was the custom, what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and he praised God, saying, "Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation." We, we have before us the narrative of a man whom the Bible declares to be devout and righteous. He was, he was anointed of God and the Spirit of God was upon him. He's classified as a good man. He's a good man. But he's a man with a promise. How many of you are people of promise in this place today? Come on, let's show, show of hands. How many of you are people of promise in this place today? Right? Are you, living, are you living as Simeon was with the expectation of the fulfillment of God's promises in your life? So here's Simeon, and, and here he is. This is, we're reading the actual day of the fulfillment of his promise. And I wonder what that day felt like to Simeon. I, just, I wonder if he got up like any other ordinary day, or if he just woke up. Yes, sometimes you just get up in the morning and you have a sense you just have a sense that today's going to be different. Today's going to be special. Today's going to be something that, that is just going to be indelibly etched in the, in the halls of my heart forever, and I'm going to remember this moment. I, I wonder if he woke like every other day or, or had that special feeling that something was about to happen. I think he did because the word here says that he was moved by the Spirit. Moved by the Spirit. Let me, let me just camp there for just a second, if I might, and just explain to you for a minute what it means to be moved by the Spirit. You know, sometimes we beat ourselves up, and we feel all less than, and we just feel so foolish and everything, 
And then sometimes we give ourselves way too much credit. Because sometimes we'll have just this sense or impression that we need to, we need to be somewhere. We need to, we need to do something. Maybe you've been in a church service before and you know the altar call's been given and there's been with that invitation a sense or a press or urgency in your heart that maybe you should respond, maybe you should move. You know, there, there's just like, there's a different sense, there's a different feeling in the atmosphere. Can I tell you something? That is you, that is the Holy Spirit attempting to move you. And to move you to an action that is going to cause you to, to step into a place of surrender where God can begin to do some greater things in your life. So can I encourage you today that, you know, if, as you're here and you're worshiping the Lord with, with people of like faith and you sense and you know that, that God is stirring in your heart, you know, it's not just your emotion getting the better of you. It's not just some, you know, felt compulsion that you have in that moment. It's the Spirit of the Lord. And can I tell you something, that, that there's a correlation between what happens in the physical and what happens in the spiritual. You, you will not, when there is a call given, and again, you've heard me say this before, there's nothing that necessarily special about coming to the altar in and of itself as a practice or an exercise. But there is something about moving out in the physical and, and surrendering and saying, you know what, I don't care who's looking at me right now. I don't care what people are thinking or if anybody is judging at all. What I know in this moment is that the Spirit of the Lord is here, that there's been an invitation given, and I want to position myself to receive what the Lord has in store for me. And as you begin to allow yourself to be moved by the Holy Spirit, you will find the fulfillment of the promises of God in your life the same way that Simeon does here in this narrative. You will never, ever, ever experience the fullness of God's goodness standing behind a church pew, white-knuckled and stiff-necked, immovable in the presence of God. So there are times when we know that we don't know or understand everything that's going on, but we know deep down that God is up to something. And I believe this day Simeon knows that God is up to something. And I believe that we're living in such a season right now in this time. I believe that God is up to something. I, I believe sincerely with all my heart that, that God is up to something. And this man had waited for years for this promise to be fulfilled. And every good Jew would have brought their child for purification as required by the law. So this man had seen many, many couples come through. He had no telling the number of couples that he'd come through. And they would come through to present their child in dedication to the Lord. But the Bible says that he took this one child in his arms and in a moment he knew. And he said, Lord, you can let me depart in peace. Now literally there the Greek means, God, you can let me die now. You can, you can let me die in peace for my eyes have seen your salvation. And I want to tell you something there today, church, before I move any further. That is the qualifier in this whole thing. The, the qualifier in this whole thing is not how you and I feel about it. It's not that we have recognized the salvation of the Lord. Now, in this moment, Simeon realizes, and this is my prayer for you. 
This is, Pastor Lisa and I talk about this all the time, and it's our prayer for you, that as you come to Faith Assembly Church week after week after week after week, you would realize that we're not just going through another religious tradition. That we are coming to the house of the Lord with an ardent expectation that where two or three are gathered in his name, there he is in the midst of them and that we are people of promise and that if we will be moved by the Spirit and allow God to have his way in our hearts and lives as we are here, then we will see dynamic things happen in the presence of the Lord and in the company of his people. So, In this moment, he realizes this, this was not just another religious tradition. It wasn't another rite of passage. In this moment, this man recognized the salvation of the Lord. And he realized in that moment that his life was changed. His life was changed. Different. This man would never, ever, ever be the same again because he had met Jesus. And I want to challenge you with that thought today because I, I, get, I just got to tell you, there is, there is so much power in familiarity that, that, you know, when we're familiar with things, things seem commonplace to us. Things seem commonplace to us and when things become commonplace, they begin to lose their value, at least in our minds and in our hearts. But can I tell you something today, church? There should never be a time that we come and assemble together in the presence of the Lord and that it lose its value. Even though we've experienced it week after week after week, there should be a continued and ongoing hunger that we would experience him in deeper and richer ways every time that we come together. So please allow me to simply say today that there are a lot of messages going out in this world today. And at, at his, this man, at Simeon's advanced age, he recognized the salvation of God. And having recognized the salvation of God, he realized that he was prepared for the next step in his life, in, even, even if that very next step would have been death. So please allow me to simply say here today that there are a lot of messages going out in the world today concerning the true way to heaven or the true way to live life and be at peace and be whole and be well and all these things. But, but in all sincerity, the Bible says that until you have recognized the salvation of Almighty God through Jesus, uh, through Jesus Christ, you are not prepared to leave this world and you will not be at peace and you will not know fullness and you will not know the, the, the abundance that God has planned and prepared for you. Simeon was a good man, understand this, but he wasn't ready. Simeon was a devout man, but he was not ready. It wasn't until he beheld the salvation of the Lord for himself that he could declare, I am ready. And I want to ask you today, what are you facing in life? We talked already about what waits for us on Monday morning. Can I ask you, what are the strains and the stresses that wait you at home? Can I ask you, what are the strains and the stresses that await you the next time you sit down to reconcile accounts? And then might I suggest to you that you are not ready. 
You're not ready to live life. You're not ready for, you know, we've, we've messed up. I believe we've messed up. Because for so long we've made the message of the gospel about a preparedness to die. We've made the message of the gospel about being prepared to die. But can I tell you today, church, that death is not the end of life. It's just a part of life. And Jesus didn't come just so you and I could be ready to die. Jesus came so that you and I would be ready to live. And Jesus answered and said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. No man finds the peace of God but by me. No, by, no man finds joy unspeakable and full of glory but by me. Acts chapter 4, verses 11 and 12. Jesus is, Peter says, the stone you builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. And salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind, whereby we must be saved. And I can tell today, you know, there's probably some of you who are here today, and you're dismissing this message as irrelevant to your life or your life situation, because at the current time, death is not what you desire to be preparing for, nor is it what is most pressing in your mind right now in fact there are many of you maybe under the sound of my voice who are at an age that you're still impressed with your sense of immortality oh lord i i remember those days and what you'd like to know is not how to be ready to die but how to be prepared to deal with the life that you are living and believe it or not, the answer is the same. The same answer that Simeon found in being prepared to die is the same answer for you and I in being prepared to live. That we would behold, not just one time, but daily, the salvation of the Lord. That we would commune with Christ every day, recognizing what has been done for us, and realize that we've been made more than conquerors through Christ Jesus who loves us. And that we would get up every day and say, God, I don't know what's waiting for me around the corner, but this thing I know, that if God is for me, who can stand against me? And I'm ready. I'm ready. Whatever it is, I'm ready. The point I want to impress upon you today is that if you're truly prepared to live, you'll be prepared to die. And you're not prepared to die until you've prepared to live. Again, we've made this message of the gospel about a preparedness to die, but the gospel is not a message unto death, it's a message unto life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him would not perish. And I wanna tell you something today, that's not necessarily just a physical death. I believe there are a lot of people, even people that profess Christ, that get up every day and they are perishing inside. Their, 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 their emotions are wasting away. Their hearts are fainting. The, the weight and the heaviness of life just bears and weighs. 
And I just want to encourage you today that if you would be moved by the Spirit of the Lord, I believe there's a supply in the house. And I know there's a supply in the presence of the Lord whereby you can encounter and recognize the salvation of God. Fresh, restore unto me the joy of your salvation. And you will not be perishing anymore, but you'll be flourishing. And I don't want to know today how your attendance record is because if things are right between you and God your church attendance will take care of itself I don't want to know how devout you are because if you're truly saved you'll set your mind to be devoted to the things of God I don't I don't want to know how much scripture you can quote because if you truly love God you'll hide that word in your heart that you might not sin against him but what I want to know today is are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready for eternity first and foremost? Are you ready to, to leave this world or to take that last step, life's culminating step into eternity? Are you ready for that? But moreover, are you ready for Monday morning? Are, are you ready for the struggle that waits you next week? Are you ready for the challenges? Because the Word says that we can do all things through Christ Jesus who gives us strength. Have you died to self to live for Him? And I want to tell you that if you're not living for God, if you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, then you're not only ill-prepared to die, you're tragically ill-equipped to live. I want to invite our team of vocalists here to the platform this morning to minister to you. And I'm going to come back and just share with you in conclusion. But I just want you to... They're going to sing a song here in a minute, Noel. Very simply translated to be born. And we know that when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son to be born of a woman, born under the law, to save you and I from the mess of this world and to prepare us not only to die, but to live. So today as they sing that, I want you to begin to think about things in your life where you just need the preparation of a fresh encounter with Jesus. And we're going to come back at the conclusion of this song give you an invitation to come and let's just wait in the presence of the Lord maybe lay some burdens down at this altar and find a fresh and renewed life in Christ Jesus the first Noel the angel did say to certain poor shepherds in fields as they lay in fields where they lay keeping their sheep on a cold 
We hope you enjoyed this inspirational message today. If you would like more information about Faith Assembly, please visit us on the web at faith-assembly.org. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you have a blessed day.